the Adonis audio experience. Jose Manuel and Adonis on the mic. How's everybody doing? Oh, man, Jose. What's going on, brother? What's going on, bro? What's going on? Just, um, you know, here, ready to do another episode. Looking forward to it. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, I'm enjoying this time off. It's been a crazy week, as it has been for everybody, so I'm not going to even complain. Uh, but one thing I did notice on the news front today, um, or this week, was Vince Carter, man. Vince Carter retired. Yeah, man, the quarantine retired him. This is just another one of those. This is like a, you know, like one of the la- one of like the last of Mohegans, you know, of of our childhood. Yeah. I remember being ten years old. I was left home alone. I was left with the babysitter that night, and just watching, just watching that dunk contest, staying up way past my bedtime. You know, just like this, the sickest, the best dunk contest I still have ever, ever seen. Him, McGrady, Steve Francis. You know, and he was. He was something special, you know, and it was crazy he still played this long. It it was unbelievable. And to put it into perspective for the audience, Vince Carter was compared to Michael Jordan and Dominique Wilkins in one person. You know, this guy was Air Canada. This guy was Vince Sanity. This guy had so many different nicknames because he had the big hands. He was actually slightly taller than Jordan and had this leaping athletic. I always felt that when Vince Carter jumped, he was always like one inch above everybody else. It, it just always seemed that way. You know, he was just, I mean, they were playing his highlights. They were playing like his top 10 moments. And like the one I really remember was when he was on the nets, you know, and for some reason he couldn't stay put somewhere. I feel like he did himself a disservice. He could. I feel like if they could have held, if they could have held that him and McGrady team together in Toronto, like that could have been something. That could have been something kind of special. I like agree. They showed that dunk on Alonzo Mourning, and like Alonzo Mourning is like still in his prime, and he ah, oh, it's just he goes up and like he puts his back into him, and he's still in the air, and he could then he turns around and just just yams it on him. Yeah, and I mean he was just. He was uh, he was the best. Whenever he was the best when it came to that. Yeah. I agree, and that Vince Carter posterized a lot of people, man, and that is just unbelievable to be able to do that, and some of the things that I looked up on Vince Carter's career is that he was an eight-time All-Star, you know, won the Rookie of the Year in 99, uh, that historic slam dunk contest in 2000, and then also becomes a, a gold medal Olympian in 2000 a team that a lot of people don't talk about, you know, but to your point, man, you know, he played for eight different teams. And when you look within the numbers, within the numbers, right? If that makes sense, I look at all NBA and, you know, we've been talking about this back and forth with many different players, but when you're the all of whatever that position is, that means you're one of one, you're the best. And from an all NBA standpoint, you know, Vince Carter was all NBA two times, which I was just like, wait a minute. Somebody who was so dynamic, 
so brilliant on the court that had tremendous leaping ability. I don't think people realize this, but Vince Carter was shooting 40% from the three-point line during his career several times. And a lot of people didn't consider him like a three-point shooter, but he was probably the most underrated three-point shooter because he could shoot the three. But with that said, I'm like, who's scooping up all these all-NBAs with such a great player, especially early in his career? And then I come to find out the person that was drafted the year before him was Tracy McGrady. And Tracy McGrady is the owner of seven all-NBA. And they played the same position. So I was just like, wow, that is so interesting. And to your point, he could just never get his knees uh, you know, under him. He had some, some injury issues when he was with the Raptors. Then he went to the Nets for those four years where the Nets were actually more successful before Vince Carter. They were actually two-time NBA Finals appearances before Vince Carter gets there. Then Vince Carter gets there. They got Jason Kidd still. They got Richard Jefferson still. You know, I don't know if Kenyon Martin was at on that team in 04-05. Maybe not. But he probably still is. And then they don't make the finals. They don't do anything. And then I was just like, man, this has got to be one of the most talented people that never made the hard impact on the game like the greats have, like Dr. J, who's a four-time MVP. Vince Carter never won an MVP. Or obviously Michael Jordan comes to mind, Kobe Bryant, those are obvious things. But that's where Vince Carter kind of lives, where he's just a cut below those kind of guys. And I don't know if you would agree with that. No, I would agree. I would agree. It's funny you mentioned McGrady because you know they're actually. I think I'm pretty sure they're first cousins. Yeah. And they ended up on and they ended up on on Toronto together. And McGrady's career is almost like the opposite because it was it was really good, but it was short. Like he's done at like 32. Yeah. Like he hangs around the league a little bit, but he is done. He's got a. I forgot what it, he just he just kind of lost it quick. But I mean, you know, McGrady's a scoring champ. Yeah. He's got, you know, a few a few yeah. all NBA finishes and you know, yep. he was he was the best player on some pretty good Houston teams that they just couldn't get it together, couldn't get Yao healthy, yeah. couldn't get it all at once. But yeah. you know, like yeah, with Vince, he kind of just gets there he gets there a year late. You know, he's he gets to Dallas a year late, they win the title, he gets there the year after. Yeah. The same thing, you know, and, and he was an old man at that point. He wasn't really gonna be, you know, yeah, elevating them. Yeah, he probably left a little bit to be desired in his career. You know, not to do that to him right now, but you know, he he there was more there. You know, and it kind of just I think it started when he left Toronto. Like that Toronto team, like I don't I don't know why was loaded, they, man. They, they, it was fun. It was fun, and they 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 could have kept that together. Do you remember they beat in two thousand? They beat the Lakers in like a regular season game in Staples. Like the Lakers turned around and won the title that year. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and that like that, that like shocked some people, you know, because it, and it was him and McGrady just young jumping yeah. out of the gym. Yeah, you know, and it was just you know it was so much fun to watch. Yeah, it was, and you know what? Watching these guys' careers, Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady shot out of a cannon. You know, they had all the skills. On any one given year, these guys put up numbers of all-time greats. Okay, but it puts into perspective how hard this game really is because when you look at LeBron LeBron is putting up numbers that these guys at that age at that 32 age 
they just fell off the cliff. Like when Vince Carter turned 32, he never again scored over 20 points in his entire career. And that's not just because he became a different option. He became the the secondary or tertiary options because his skills declined. You know what I mean? It wasn't just, uh, you know, someone mandating that, oh, he couldn't touch the ball anymore. And it just goes to show when you look at guys like LeBron, to me, that is the, the biggest testament to, to how potent LeBron really is. Because when you take a guy like Vince Carter, this guy was amazing he averaged during those Toronto and net years probably 25 a game with you know five assists you know seven rebounds you know who knows and and then at 32 it just falls off a cliff and yes he he continues his his career as a journeyman and and let's be real I mean he was a a superstar journeyman right when he went to the Mavs he, he 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 lost a step but you still respected that Vince Carter but then when he went to uh, Memphis and, and then obviously with the Hawks, he was more of like a, a journeyman. And it just puts into perspective, man, how tough it is to do some of the things that LeBron is doing today when you look at guys like Vince Carter and then also Tracy McGrady, T-Mac, who at that 32 age, they just kind of just fall right off the cliff. No, you know, I mean, LeBron is playing. LeBron's playing a different sport. I mean, if you just look at the 03 draft, the rest of these guys are gone. Melo's gone. Bosh is gone. Yeah. Carmelo. Carmelo was just dying to get. He's just struggling to stay in the league. And this guy's still the best player in the game at 35 years old. He, there's, there's just nothing like him. I mean, there's just, there's yeah. just, you know. Yeah. There's just nothing, you know, unless like Durant can give us like another big three years now. Like that's what's. Like that's what's missing. Like this is the age now where you usually take a little step back. We had a great time talking about these topics. Feel free to leave us notes, comments uh, about other things you would like to listen about. And Jose, man, it's been phenomenal doing this episode with you. And until next time, everybody, peace out.